Hi, I'm Evelyn here, and welcome to Wonder the World podcast. Today we have Vivian with our show. Hi. Hi. So today we're gonna talk about our best and worst travel experiences. It depends on if it's like with my family or with my friends.、Mm-hmm. But if we're talking about family, I think my trip to Peru was pretty solid. I got to like visit Machu Picchu and like oh nice、uh, oh gosh it's been a while but and like Cusco and Lima、mm-hmm. and like we stopped by in Mexico for a bit but I think the best part was you know in the back of Machu Picchu there's that massive like yeah it looks like a thumb sticking up from the ground I think I've I don't seen、know. it in pictures before yeah, yeah so you can actually hike up that mountain it's called Huayna、oh. Picchu actually before you even go to Machu Picchu you should probably take like altitude pills mm,、um, true just so that you can breathe once you take that oh and potassium because apparently it like it like leaks all、mm-hmm. your potassium out from your system so you have to eat bananas、oh. but aside from that. Yeah, like when you hike up there and you like finally make it up, the views are incredible. Cause you see the ruins on the other hills of Peru, so、mm-hmm. it's not just the Machu Picchu ruins. Yeah, but yeah. there's like a ton everywhere.、It、just feels really good, like accomplishing it, and I have like really nice pictures. But it gets really cold. I wore like a windbreaker with cotton in it.、Mm-hmm. But we had to go really early because you have to line up for the bus. I think from like four,、mm-hmm. and then you actually have to have a tour guide to go. It's、mm-hmm. mandatory. But after that, you like meet your tour guide, and then you get a bus to the ruins.、Mm-hmm. So like you're you're、um, situated in like a like a tourist landing town where、yeah. everybody like sleeps because nobody actually sleeps where the ruins are.、Mm-hmm. It, it's a really cute town, and they give you like. Massive serving sizes. I wasn't expecting it, and the food's actually really good. And there's like really cute like bed and breakfasts and、mm-hmm. places that you can stay. And the people are so sweet. Like Peruvians、mm-hmm. are some top tier people, and I felt like pretty safe in that country. I've also been to like Mexico. I know it's not South America, but it's like a similar region. Yeah. And like when I'm in Mexico, I don't feel safe. I when I'm in Peru,、safe. I feel I feel fine. I feel good. So yeah, I guess that was like the best experience. Oh, and I actually saw my friend there. We used we used to go to like middle school together. Oh, it's cute. But then I moved to Australia for school. Yeah, like for uni, and then I just like we lost contact after a few years. But I saw on her Instagram story that she was in Peru too, and I was like, "What are you doing here?"、What? She's like, "Oh, I'm just on like a service volunteer trip,"、mm. and I'm like, "What city are you in?"、And、she's like, "Oh, I'm in like I think it was like Lima at the time." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Holy shit, say what the heck?" Oh, did you guys meet up? <laughs> yeah,、oh, she was like、so、staying like two blocks down or like like two yeah like yeah. really close. So we ended up having like I know it's really weird, but we had like. Japanese、so cool. Peruvian fusion. I yeah, yeah, it was actually pretty good, and Peruvian beer is really good too. Oh, you guys should try it. Does it taste like different from normal beer? Like, how does it taste different? Oh God, it's been. I think it just goes down smooth. Like, I normally、mm-hmm. don't like beer, but I think that beer was better. I don't. I don't remember what about it though, because it's been a few years. I think I went in twenty eighteen, but try the local beers there. There's some good. Oh, it sounds、stuff. so good. And like Cusco's really nice. They have like cobblestone、mm-hmm. roads, and I normally only、oh. see those, I guess, in Europe, Europe. or like、That's、parts of yeah. 
Parts of Mexico, too, they actually... It mm. might be, like, Spanish influence, I think. I think it might be. Cusco is a city that you have to fly to either from, like, Lima or, mm. like, somewhere. And they have, like, these mini charter airlines that, like, get you there. Yeah. So you normally go Lima, then Cusco, then Cusco to that tourist town place, mm-hmm. which is, like, higher up the mountain. Then you go to Machu Picchu. You can go back to the tourist town, then back to Cusco, and then you go back to Lima. So that's what I did, and I think it was pretty good. And we had a tour guide for, like, all the places, and the tour guides, they show you a lot. Um, And they're, like, local people, but they get, like, certified to be tour guides. I think it's always nice to, like, learn about the history, because sometimes I go to a place, and I'm like, oh, I have no idea what this is about, but... Yeah, the history is so so cool. Get to see alpacas. Oh, cute. um, I got, like, a poncho from there Aww. and they're like literally handmade by the mm-hmm. people yeah and then you get to see like how they make it and then Aww. what it means for their like culture going to the museums and at that point i knew enough about how peru was like formed yeah and, like because there was like there's obviously a lot of spanish influence but there were, i think there were people who were living there already and there was like I don't remember. It's been a while, but I, I found it really intriguing back when I remembered what yeah. exactly happened. That was a good trip. It was it just so, so enlightening. And I really want to go back because there's like... Oh, like Peru specifically? Yeah, because there's really oh. big mountains that mm-hmm. you can like kind of scale up. But there is this hotel that's literally on the side of the, cl- of the cliff. Like it's a 90 degree cliff, but there's oh. just a hotel like parked like in the middle of it. Yeah, like, you actually, I think you have to, like, climb up it. Climb up. Like, they literally harness you. And they bring you up like that, and you just, it's like a glass sphere dome thing. There's, like, support beams that just go, like, at a 45 degree angle, and then you have, like, a dome, and then you just sleep in there, and then there's, like, a little mini, like, lobby and, like, restaurant or something. It's really expensive, though, because there's only, like, three pods. But um, I want to go when I'm rich. <laughs> That'd be fun to experience. Like, yeah, definitely. I would try it. <laughs> totally same. So, what about you? Which which is your best experience? One of my best travel experience would be Barcelona, Spain. When I visited with my dad and my brother in 2018. Before visiting Spain, I actually didn't really have a solid impression of it. I just thought that it would be a really warm country where everyone's very welcoming and that it would have lots of sunshine. We went to a lot of famous places, um, especially architectural buildings by Gaudi, such as La Sagrada Familia, Casa Bateo, Casa Mia, and Guel Park. I think the place that surprised me by the most was La Sagrada Familia which is also the most famous one which you would see on Instagram and in postcards. I think the reason why it stunned me so much was because its exterior is really dark and gothic. However, the inside is very vibrant with lots of stained glass windows and it, had a, it has a really warm hue inside. Gaudi's architecture is actually inspired by nature a lot, so inside the building there are no straight lines and the pillars are inspired by trees which branch out to resemble the canopy, which I didn't really think about at the moment. Another interesting experience we had there was that we actually got to take an elevator to visit one of those 18 spindle towers, and from the towers you get to see a view of the entire city. I personally just love the vibes of being inside an old building and getting such an expansive view. 
Apart from La Sagrada Familia, another place that I had a really vivid memory of would be Casa Vateo because we went there around sunset, golden hour. And right when we got to the rooftop, there was live music playing and the like sunshine was perfect, the sky was pink, and we took so many photos there. The rooftop there was also quite remarkable because it was shaped like a dragon with a head and um, the dragon scales. After that, my, me and my family, we went off into the laneways and found this tiny restaurant in the middle of this dodgy dark alleyway. When we walked in, the waiter told us that there is no menu and it was $40 per meal. So I hesitated, but my, my brother and my dad just went forward with it. I personally thought that that was a great decision because the food was amazing. Inside, it was actually fine dining and the food was mainly seafood based with like fish and shrimp and they come in like small serving size, but everything tasted really, really nice. It was also a place where there weren't many tourists and it was mainly for locals. So I guess that kind of says that it's a good place to go. Do people in Spain eat really late? Because I think they eat so late. Oh yeah, they, they do. do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nine, ten. Yeah. It's normal. Are you used to it? Cause when I went there, I'm like, I'm hungry at seven, and no one is eating dinner. And my family's like, Evelyn, wait till nine. Well, I have family, right? Like in France, so my cousins are half Spanish, Aww. half Vietnamese. So whenever I go back to France and I stay with them, we eat dinner pretty late anyways. So I don't know. I'm just like used You're to really the used European to like yeah. way of life. I like it because you get to go at night and everybody's like drinking, partying. Everyone's like on the street. Everyone's like so chill. And like it's super, I think it would be a good place for exchange. I think so. Everyone looks so relaxed. Like Mm. in Taipei or like in Melbourne, everyone looks really stressed. But in Barcelona, everyone looks like all happy. Mm, Yeah. Everyone's so happy. I like Spain too. I like Spain. Uh, Another place that I would recommend near Barcelona would be the Dali Art and Theatre Museum, which is around one and a half hours away from Barcelona. The museum is located in a small town called Figueres, which is quite nice because it's a small, quiet town and there aren't as many tourists as in Barcelona. I personally love the museum because in high school I was a huge fan of Salvador Dali and his surrealist artwork, especially the ones with the melting clocks. A lot of my artwork in high school was kind of inspired by that, even though obviously I wasn't as good as Dali. The exterior of the museum actually looks like a giant red castle with large eggs lining the top of it. When you first enter the Dali Theater Museum, you'll be in a circular open-air courtyard, and in the center there will be Dali's personal black Cadillac positioned in the very middle. Above the Cadillac is a sailboat that is upside down, with blue condoms raining down on it, which mimics droplets of water. I know that sounds kind of bizarre, but it gives you a taste of Dali's eccentric lifestyle and artwork. The museum not only showcases some of Dali's iconic surrealist artwork, such as the series of the melting clocks, it also has some of Dali's earlier pencil sketches, and a whole area where Dali positioned the artwork in a way where it can only be viewed through a mirror. The whole museum is actually quite large with three different levels and I think it would definitely take a whole day to explore the whole museum. I personally would recommend this day trip to anyone who wants to escape Barcelona for a day or anyone who really loves artwork. I really like 
Oh, uh, not that Probably one. not, yeah. Not no, but I, I kind of stayed around, like, Barcelona, Sevilla, uh, where else? Did I? No, I don't think I went to Madrid. I went to Scala, which is, like, a beach town, and then I went to another beach town, but I forgot which one that was, but Paella? Paella's I'm, like, the best. biased to, like, the beach Paella. It's the better. It's the better oh, one. I went to man. like in this within the cities, but I could never ever find a paella was that was ever executed as good as like I think one on the shores of like Escala or something. Yeah, maybe it was Escala. Maybe it was Marbella. maybe Escala. But there was like one town before, like beside Marbella. I don't know how to pronounce it, but and that is the town where there's a massive platform that mm-hmm. they made on the sand, and then there's like sets of like two or three paella stores like they're exclusively seafood paella and it's freaking bomb like i went there like every day i'm pretty sure and i was there for like two weeks so good i feel like i had like two or three paellas but none of them were at beach town but i thought (sighs) it was really good like i couldn't tell the difference i'm like oh i can tell. oh yeah i think i ate so much of it that i was like oh i think maybe because my cousins yeah maybe yeah like, one last place that I really enjoyed is, like, Montpellier. I'm not uh, sure Montpellier. if you... Montpellier. Is that... Oh, wait. I, is I that think France? That sounds oh, Montserrat. Like French... Okay, I'm going to re- record oh, this. Oh, I went to Mont- Montserrat. Yeah. yeah. It's Montserrat. Yeah, I remember. With the, with the gondola cars. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I, so at first, nice. I loved it. I was, like, really sick that day, but... I was, too! <laughs> what? Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was so sick that day. I, like, I think I nearly threw up, like, at the top because I was oh just so tired. But I really wanted to get to the top. I was desperate. I was like, I'm going to go. I was like, this is my chance. I'm in Spain. Such a beautiful it's sight. It's so pretty. Like, I took lots of photos, but I think it's way prettier if you're actually, like, standing there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Even though I was, like, so tired of, like, like I remember this one thing. There was once you hike up like a fair amount, you get yeah. to that landing. If you remember, mm-hmm. with like few arches and stuff, and within there, there's like a museum, like in the I think Montserrat so thing, and then in there, I think there was a there used to be like a choir, like a Montserrat boys yeah. choir, and I've and like I've done choir before, and I think I went when I was still in the choir, mm-hmm. so I was like super intrigued by the museum, how like these boys would just go. I mean, it's. Normal for churches to have choirs, but I found yeah. it interesting that they, it was so high up, like, just in a bunch of mountains that they had this choir. That's a trek. Yeah, I wonder if they live there. Yeah, oh, it's, it's true, yeah. yeah. sometimes you have the boys who, like, live in the monasteries oh, maybe, and yeah. stuff. Usually, like, when I go to a place, like, a new place, I'll go to the museums and I'll, like read everything yeah same then thing I leave and I, I forget, I never everything. forget everything i don't think i even went to the museum oh my god i oh thought it really god. cool i should have i think one of my brothers really liked museums but the rest of us are like uh or not like indifferent but sometimes we go it depends on our mood. Mm. <laughs> yeah we only had eight days in total in spain and not much time there i was like oh should we oh such a struggle I was able to go there a few times, just because my family's in France, and I go there all the time. Yeah. And then I did, like, a cruise, so... Yeah, I've had a lot of opportunities, which I'm happy for, because I love the food, so... It's, it's actually amazing. Mm. I think there's one dish, but I'm not sure if you had it. It was, like, a grilled octopus leg. Is that a common thing? 
I don't remember. The thing is, like, you know how you go to those tapas restaurants? I just eat everything. I don't actually I know what it is. everything, yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, it's all good to me. I think I had, like, grilled octopus and it was really good. And we order that, like, all the time, my family. Vivian, what was your worst or most horrifying travel experience? Horrifying. Yes. All right. I'm ready for this. I have, like, slight PTSD from this one. Oh, God. Um, Just because it just tainted the whole trip. Actually, it wasn't even a trip. It was, like... Okay, I was going to Paris, mm-hmm. and I was connecting through Seoul yeah. that time. Um, and I'd never connected that route before. Like, I normally either connect through Taipei. Oh, my city. Okay. Yeah, your <laughs> yeah. city. Or Vancouver. But that time, I have, like, a cousin who lives there. And oh. I was able to visit him briefly because he lives, yeah. like, close to Incheon. But... My other friend I found through Instagram yet again. Instagram's great. He was also in Seoul. Mm-hmm. And he'd been there for like two weeks yeah. already. And I'm like, oh, do you want to hang? I mean, I'm only here for like 16 hours, but do you want to hang? Yeah. Um, so Incheon's not very close to Seoul, like the main. You have to like be on a train for like an hour and a half. So I was like, okay, I'll have dinner with my cousin and then I'll head to Seoul. Because like, yeah, there would be a night- nightlife because I mean, it's Seoul. So yeah. I asked him, like, where should we go? And he's like, ah, Myeongdong, which is, like, the fashion district. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Me being me, I just trusted him because I was like, we've been here for, like, a week or two. Like, yeah, you know what would know. be open and what yeah. wouldn't be. So I go, and, like, everything's closing by that point, And I'm like, it was only, like, 10. What? So we go to a cafe. It closes on us. And then we start, like, walking. And at this point, it is the thick of winter. Like, it is, like, yeah. December. And it's, like, negative five or something. And I'm not... I'm coming from Australia, right? So I don't really have my winter coat. It's in Canada or Paris. What ends up happening is we decide to go to, like, the night... One of the nightclub districts. Like, maybe, like, Hongdae. We hop on a bus. And then halfway through this bus ride... I think we've already been on the bus for, like, ten minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And then my friend's like, where's my bag? And I'm like... What do you mean? Where's your bag? It's like 11.30 at night. Like, um... Uh... <laughs> so then, what happened is we get off the bus, mm-hmm. and she's like, I think I left it at McDonald's. And I'm like, that's like 10 minutes by bus. I mean, we can catch another bus in the backwards direction. Mm-hmm. But I think by that point, the bus is like, we're ending. Because it was like near 12. And I think all the transport ceases at 12. At 12. A lot of Asian countries, yeah. So then we kind of got stuck. Oh, So then we try to wave down, like, taxi. They don't stop for foreigners, like, straight up. Like, in Korea, they just don't. Insane. So every single time we wave down, they just freaking ignore us. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I think we were waving down for, like, 30 minutes, like... And we thought, oh, maybe we need to call someone. Yeah, no, no. They just don't stop foreigners because it's, like, a hassle. It's annoying. But we end up running back. (laughs) Running? Yes. And because I'm only here for 16 hours, I'm not going to, like, buy a data plan, right? And I'm like, you've been here for long enough. You just fucking, whatever. You you just go and I'll follow you. I could go back because now would be my last chance to go back Mm -hmm. to Incheon, which is where my hotel is. But... Being the nice friend I am, I don't really want to leave you running around Seoul. That's true. Alone. That's just like, like without his it's bag. just mean. Yeah. Like, and he had his passport in the bag, his phone. Oh, it's the worst. Like, at least he had his, his wallet, because I think he used his transport card. Mm-hmm. 
but his actual bag with his important shit yeah. was like gone and he was gonna leave in like three days so we run like 10 kilometers or something like because we got ten. lost we get to mcdonald's it's closed and there's no sign of his bag and by now it's like 2 a.m what am I supposed to do? What, what? I don't know. Like, I'm sorry I couldn't help you. Like, I felt bad, right? And he's like, all right, okay, yeah. So what yeah. are you going to do now? And I'm like, what do you mean what I'm going to do? I'm just going to, I don't know. What else, what is there to do here? He's like, well, I'm going to go home. And I'm like, oh, okay. Where's your home? He's like, oh, like, a few stops away. And I'm like, okay. okay. He's like, so what are you going to do? And I'm like, um, <laughs> what do what do you mean? He's like, are you just going to stay, like, I guess you're just going to stay in the station, right? Until the buses start. And I'm like, uh, scary, yeah. I have, I, I guess <laughs> this is me. Like, I don't want to like ask him, like, can I just stay in your house for a few hours or like your Airbnb or yeah, something yeah. before I go back? Cause it's fucking cold outside. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to ask. I don't know. I probably should have asked, but then he never like offered. So then I was like, Okay, he's like, yeah, so, I mean, there's a security guard over there. You could just stay in the station for, like, a few hours. And I'm like, okay. Um, He's like, all right, so bye, see you in Brisbane. And I'm like, <laughs> but I didn't have the heart to say anything, so he just, like, left me. Well, I'm alone now in the station with this security guard who's sleeping. And if he were to wake up, I don't know how to communicate about why the fuck I'm just sitting on the ground in the station. What if he thinks I'm homeless? I don't know what the laws are in Korea and I can't look them up because my phone doesn't have fucking data. I end up finding a nook and cranny in the station and yeah. I sit there like a literal homeless person. And by now, I've, you know, I've come from Brisbane. Mm-hmm. I'm tired as I really need to sleep. But if I sleep and I miss like the train or like somebody catches me. Mm-hmm. I have no way of, like, communicating. Like, and I don't even have Wi-Fi to do anything. What if I get kidnapped if I'm, like, walking some... Like, I don't even want to leave. I'd be pretty scared. I was, like, terrified. And it's cold as fuck outside. And, like, pitch black. This is apparently the business district that I'm in. Nobody's there. So then I'm like, okay, what if I connect to McDonald's Wi-Fi? But McDonald's Wi-Fi is, like, kind of sketchy. Not many bars, because I was, like, outside. Yeah, yeah. But then if I go closer to it, then it's too cold. I can't even just sit beside a McDonald's and be on my phone. Like, I can't. It's too cold. So I'm like, okay, I need to be in the station. So every so often, I'd, like, go up to McDonald's, try to find a PC bag, like, a gaming cafe or something. Because it's the business districts, there's, like, none. It was traumatic for me, because I ended up finding an abandoned like, little lobby of this abandoned hotel. <laughs> Luckily, Seoul's really clean. Mm-hmm. So I just sat on the stairs and just freaking put on my AirPods, set an alarm, like, every 10 minutes so I could sleep in 10-minute increments. Yeah, yeah, So that in case somebody was there, I could just, like, wake up and be like, oh, yeah, I was just... Snoozing. <laughs> napping. <laughs> I'm leaving now. Frick, it was so awkward. And, like, the amount of times, like, because the security guard will wake up sometimes and he'll walk around the station. I have to freaking, like, dodge it. Oh, my God. I went to McDonald's, checked mm-hmm. the first bus time, or first train time. Yeah. It was, like, 5 a.m. from Seoul Station. So, I think at, like, 4.45, I just fucking ran to good. Seoul, like, to a different station because it 
there. They didn't depart from mine early enough because oh, I just okay. wanted to be back in my hotel room. And I'm able to sleep for like one minute or not, sorry, not one minute, one hour. Mm-hmm. And then I check out the facilities after I wake up because I'm supposed to check out like in half an hour and then head to my flight. But I'm like, I should have stayed here. There was like a pool. There's a gym. Like it's I could like have everything. just slept. Like comfy nights. And I turn on the TV and there's like twice and they're singing their song. And I'm like, I could have just stayed here and listened to twice. <laughs> And then when I checked out, they're like, oh, you get a free drink at our hotel cafe. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, that was like the highlight of, aside from dinner with my cousin, I didn't even have the heart to tell my cousin what happened to me. So now, like, I just um, pretend I I never went to (laughs) South Korea because it's like... Yeah, I've never heard you mention South Korea. It, It is painful. That was not good. Unfortunate. So, what about you? Your worst experiences. Can you top mine? I don't know. <laughs> we'll let the listeners vote. I don't know. It's quite scarring, but I guess. It, w- it wasn't cold, at least. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, um, like three years ago, I was traveling in LA, and I was staying at a friend's place. And then one day, I just spontaneously decided that it would be a great idea to buy a flight to Cancun in Mexico. And I know Mexico is quite popular for people who live in North America, but yeah, for me, I've like never been to Mexico. I've never been to Latin America. The first few days were fine, like apart from me not being able to speak Spanish at all. It was okay. Like I survived. I was like nervous all the time. Like when the second day came around, I went on a cruise. The first, I don't know, like in the morning, there was a little bit of drama, like... I booked a tour, but they say my name wasn't there. I had to wait for two hours, but I still got onto a cruise. It was a bit different from my thought. It was like a party cruise, so basically everyone drank and there was unlimited alcohol. And me, someone who was not 21 in US, went to Mexico. I was like, I'm going to drink my heart out. So I think I had like around 10 drinks on that boat. And everyone was cooked. That was, I guess that was pretty fun, but I just don't know if it was worth 80 USD. I was... I was drunk. I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I'm just gonna drink. <laughs> that was okay. I met some friends, and there were, like, there were a bunch of American girls from, like, Seattle, mm. and that we talked about that how we would meet up that night to go clubbing. And I was like, oh, sure, that'd be, like, so fun. So I went back to my hotel to get ready, and in my, my, my hostel, sorry, so in my hostel room, I met this girl from Colombia, and because the previous day, she asked me for dinner, I was like, oh, I'm tired, so I denied, like, her request. So today I was like, oh, do you want clubbing with us? And she was like, sure. So we went clubbing together. And I don't know, have you been clubbing in Mexico? Like, Nope. <laughs> it was really interesting. I've never clubbed in Latin America. Like, people were, like, pretty wild. All the songs were in Spanish. I think it was, like, 30 USD entry fee, but it was also all you can drink. So I just kept on going after 10 drinks in the morning. And they would, like, be pouring drinks into my mouth. Uh, I thought the guys were a bit gross, I guess. Oh, they are, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, so, basically at the club, most people were from, like, different countries. They just came to Cancun to get wasted. Like, I could tell. And everyone was like, oh, I don't know, they were just, like, taking their clothes off and stuff. Holy shit. That wasn't too bad. The thing is, I got really cooked, and um, we're, like, dancing as a group. And one of the girls in my group, one of the American girls, she was like, oh, let's leave our bags in a pile. 
because we were like getting really like lit. We didn't want like to have our bags on us. So like, oh sure. So we took turns. So one of us will be by a bag that we're looking after. At first, it was the American girls who looked after. It was like 10 p.m. We went to like 11 p.m., 12 a.m. And then the Colombian girl offered to look after the bags. I was just too cooked. I just went like partying and partying. And I think she kind of um, left the bags and she went with a guy. There's shit. And I don't know. I was still cooked. Man, all I remember was like people were like harassing my friends or harassing random girls. And drunk me was just like, oh yeah, I'm going to protect these girls. So I wasn't even like by my bag. I was just trying to like protect other girls from being harassed. And the Colombian girl kept on checking up on me. And then I was still pretty happy. And at one point in the night, she was like, oh, I'm going to go home. And I was like, yeah, sure, just go home. Like, oh, I'm going to stay for another hour. I kept on clubbing. I barely even used my phone or like, so I didn't check the time. So I didn't have, I realized anything was wrong until when we decided to leave the club at 3 a.m. And I was like, holy shit. I looked for my bag and then my credit card was gone. All my cash was gone. And my phone was gone. Holy shit. Yeah. So I was like, fuck. I, like, I was so drunk that I thought I was hallucinating. And even my, like, the American girls were like, oh, F, you're hallucinating. I'm like, no, I'm not. Like, look at this. It's, like, empty. She was like, oh, do you leave it in the toilet? I was like, no, I didn't use my phone pretty much that night at all. And we we left the club. We came back to act as security. Like, they got a bunch of staff. They could not find it. So oh my God. that night I had to... I don't even know. I think one of them drove. So I just stayed at like a bunch of strangers' place and tried to use their phone. Like the American Holy ghost place. shit. Yeah. And I tried to like um, call myself and like use like find my iPhone and shit. But like nothing worked. I logged onto my Facebook and like all my social media. I was like, if you see funky stuff on my media account, it's not me. And it was like 4 a.m. and I was like, oh the only thing I could do was sleep literally so I slept and the next day I don't know if you would do that but I was like panicking I was still trying to contact I couldn't so I went to the police and I actually filed a police report I don't know I think the police officer was really nice but his English was pretty bad so Uh. I kind of have to like speak every sentence and he would mentally translate it into Spanish and then translate it back to English and would write the report and it took him an hour to like file and report to like have like proof that oh this happened, God. but it never got found. The thing is, later on, I think I don't know. I think it was like my last day by that point in Mexico. So I don't know. I just think I I don't even know what how I got back to my hostel. I, the American girls probably dropped me off, and I just took the shuttle bus to the airport, and I like nothing. I was like, oh fuck, everything got stolen. I buy passport. I went back to LA. You had your passport. I had my passport. Holy Thank God she didn't steal my passport. Shit. But I was, I don't know, like, I can't believe you stole it. It was still in your bag, your passport? Yeah. What? I don't, I think she's one of those, like, newbie thieves that don't know what to do with a passport. So, otherwise, man, I'll be stuck in Mexico. Oh. It was when I got back to LA, I think I, I don't even know, I think I caught a taxi because I had some cash on me. Like, when I got back to LA and I was, like, back to my friend's house at, like, I think it was 12 a.m. again because I just wasted so much time. The next day when I think I managed to use find my iPhone or something and found that my phone appeared in my hostel. So basically it was like the Colombian girl who stole my phone and she went back to her hostel and then she packed up. But then 
that that time I was already in LA and I think she flew to another country because she I don't know, she claims to be like the traveler and stuff. So That's so yeah. bad. There's also a tiny follow-up. Those three months later, my phone appeared in Guangzhou. I don't know how it got there. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, but um I deleted all the data on that phone, so nothing got hacked. And uh yeah, I blocked my card number as well. But that was really bad, like no um, kidding, holy shit. I was with an Australian bank, and then they say they have 20 hour, 24-7 hour service. But I called them for two hours, and no one picked up. And, um, because like, I was calling from, like, a Mexican phone back then, and they charged me, like, 30 or 40 USD. Until I was able to cancel the card. But thank God I didn't get any money taken out. I don't know, that was bad. That's, that's pretty yeah. bad. I didn't get anything stolen, but... Or the, yours was, it was different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was a bit ironic because I literally always have my bag on me when I go clubbing, and that was the only time I didn't have my bag on me. Oh, <laughs> no. shit happens. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think the Colombian girl, she also stole money from all the American girls, but they didn't take their, like, phones and, like, cards. Probably just because I was solo traveler, so she was like, oh, I'll just go all out. I'm yeah. lucky. Here's my experience of getting shit stolen. Don't have 20 shots in the night. It's a bad idea. Thank you, Vivian, for enlightening me on your best and worst experiences. Yeah, the trauma comes the out. Trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun. To yeah, talk it was about fun. It. Um, yeah, um, I, feel, I feel bad for you though. It's like you, you lost so much, and that that would have been so stressful, man. It was a and new you had iPhone to as well. Fly back with nothing. Yeah, it was like I've had it for like two months. <laughs> How do you even? Did you just go to the airport and they printed your boarding pass or like? Yeah, okay. I so you can online check in, but because I didn't have my phone, I have to wait for an hour at the airport. Oh god! And then I was literally standing there, had no phone. I was like, well, what do I do with my life? Yeah. <laughs> oh god! I didn't pack much. I only bought like clothes. I didn't have books or anything. But I was like, okay. Oh, and you had no yeah. money too. Oh. If you like our podcast, you can give us a good review and you can find me and Vivian on Instagram. We'll put the links in the show notes. If you ever want to record a podcast and talk about your travel experiences, uh, just message me and I'll contact you. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.